0: Thank you for coming back, joining us on the Yaffe program. Yaffe's out today and several more days this week, but appreciate the invitation to guest host. This is State Auditor-elect Andrew Sorrell filling in. Happy to be here. My second time filling in on WVNN this month. Always enjoy it. So briefly, before I'm going to give a little context before we bring on Agricultural Commissioner Rick Pate. Um, The Shoals has struggled to elect statewide constitutional office holders. For decades. In fact, when I announced for state auditor, there were people who said, well, you can't win. I said, why not? Is it you don't think I can raise the money? You don't think I can travel the state? Right. I mean, what what is it? They said, no, it's none of those things. It's the fact you're from the Shoals and and statewide candidates from the Shoals don't win. And you know what? They were right. I had to go back and look this up. The last time we had a statewide constitutional office holder from the Shoals area was A.W. Todd in 1990. He was elected and he served 91 to 95 as guess what? agricultural commissioner, right? Kelsey sees the tie-in now. (laughs) So A.W. Todd was the oldest ag commissioner to ever serve when he was elected in 1991, but he was also the youngest agricultural commissioner to ever serve because he was elected back in, I think it was 1950 for his first term, and he even served a term in the middle, I think in the 1970s. Rick Pate may know the history better than me, but anyway, this fellow was from Franklin County, and he was the last Shoals constitutional office holder until I was fortunate enough to be elected just one month ago. So about a 30-year gap for the Shoals. Very excited for my area of the state to get some representation in Montgomery, but also excited to bring on Agricultural Commissioner Rick Pate. Rick, can you hear me?
1: I can, Andrew. Can you hear me all right?
0: Yes, sir. You're sounding great. So do you know the history of A.W. Todd? Did I leave anything out that, that you could share with us? Do you know when he served that middle term?
1: I could have looked that up, but I don't know off the top of my head. But I think you're right in what you're saying. He was the youngest and the oldest. Of course, back then you couldn't serve. But I think one term a lot of those times so people would serve and then sit out a term or two and then run again. But, yeah. That's my understanding,
0: too. Okay, I wondered about that because he never served back-to-back terms. So I was, I was curious why you would – he went about 20 or 25 years in between all of his terms. So really interesting. But anyway, so I've known you for I guess about four years now. I mean I got to know you when you were running for uh, ag commissioner. I actually voted for you in the primary four years ago. I remember it. Uh, but to be honest, I don't know much about your life before you were ag commissioner. So can you just share with us a little bit about your bio?
1: Yeah, I heard you mention about a few people from the shoulder area, but the Black Belt doesn't have much Republican base either. But, uh, but yeah, I grew up on them. My dad had four poultry houses, and he was in the purebred cattle business. And, uh, of course, he, like a lot of people, carried a rural mail route, and he flew helicopters and was a colonel in the National Guard. And so we just did. My mother was uh Homemaker and uh, actually ran as a Republican in 1966 for the uh, Alabama House. Of course, uh, in 66, she didn't fare very well. I think she finished third. But anyway, got long Republican roots. And I actually got an ag degree from Auburn um, and uh, in horticulture and had been in business for 38 years. Been mayor of town Lounsborough for 14 before I ran. So. Got a great wife and two wonderful kids, and they're in their 20s, and one's in his 30s now. But, yeah, that's sort of
0: my story. You were unopposed for re-election in 22, is that right?
1: Well, I had a libertarian.
0: Okay, all right, yeah, yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, you were You were one of the, uh, the statewides, the lucky statewides like myself and Will Ainsworth and a couple others that had no Democrat opponent, but you did have a libertarian opponent.
1: Right. So, I also had no Republican. So yeah, that made it nice too.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. So tell us, what does the AG commissioner do on just a day by day basis?
1: Yeah, I don't know if we got enough time, so you just cut me off if because uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we really impact everybody's lives. Uh, uh, some people know we've got a roll with, uh, see the stickers on the gas pump. but really- Afford Anything is a podcast that
0: teaches you how to be smart with your money. As a small business, you don't have the resources to pay the level of overhead and for the level of services that a Fortune 500 company could afford. So I certainly understand why if you want to offer benefits, the providers of that, that that fee is going to be higher because there's more account management per employee. Make smarter choices and build a better life.
1: Afford anything wherever you listen. Everything that enters commerce that's weighed or measured, whether that's buying uh, bananas at Piggly Wiggly, a little scale there, or ordering uh, five tons of sand and gravel. Uh, we, we monitor every scale that uh, that where things are sold by weights or measures. Of course, then we have responsibilities for food safety. Um, I brag that we probably got the safest... Uh, food supply system in the history of mankind. You know, people hardly even think about getting sick or dying from something to eat from a grocery store. Uh, we have a huge responsibility as far as animal health. Uh, in your part of the state, there's a tremendous... health. Uh, ...maybe 12 to 13% of Alabama's economy. There's some really nasty diseases out there right now, Uh, Avian influenza being one we're concerned about uh, that could really uh, hurt Alabama's economy and really hurt rural Alabama, so that's a responsibility. Um, A huge thing we've taken on, we're responsible for farmers' market and farm promotions. You're probably familiar, y'all helped us in the legislature four years ago stand up a branding program called Sweet Grown Alabama that's been hugely successful. uh, we actually saw some uh, work done by Auburn's Ag Economics Department last week showing that people are paid more for, uh, I think this study was done on sweet potatoes, if they're branded as Alabama, and in particular, sweet-grown Alabama. But, you know, with COVID, we've had just taken on, thrown a heap more balls up in the air. We actually uh, uh, got about a right-at-six million dollar uh, grant from the USDA, and we've been uh, buying uh, fruits and vegetables in over two years and giving them to uh, the food banks. We actually just got an extension for $5.4 million more million and so we're in neck deep into that. We also got a grant to buy local uh, fruits and vegetables and give them to the school system. And, of course, you're, I'm sure for me, you all actually gave me some money. Uh, probably three years ago, to stand up a program called the Farm to School. Uh, We actually incentivize. We give uh, every school system 20 cents for every time they feed a local product to a a school children. And so that's been hugely successful. That went from uh, the first year, I think y'all gave us 125 to two years ago, 200. And then I think this current year we actually – Got an appropriation of three hundred thousand to try to encourage or support uh, the child nutritionists that are feeding local food to our local school children. So there's a lot. I could go on and on, but anyway, we got a lot of responsibility. Touch everybody's life every day.
0: Yeah, for sure, and when I was down speaking at the registrar conference, I guess this would have been the end of July. I know that they meet in the ag building, and you always host them and greet them and everything, but after we were done with that, you offered me a tour and sent me on a tour with with some of your staff around the building, and I was just amazed at all the stuff that y'all do. I was taken to like a chemistry lab where you're testing foods and I think some seeds that had come in mysteriously into Alabama from China a few years ago, and... Then I saw the official weights and measures of Alabama. That was really cool. You know how much is in a, a, a gallon, for instance, and what is what does a pound actually weigh, and a thousand pounds, and all those things. So you definitely have a lot on your plate. One of the things you're going to have on your plate again is 66 registrar appointments. 66 out of 67 counties have a registrar appointed by the AG commissioner, the auditor, and the governor. And a lot of people don't know that. They don't know where the Uh, the registrars actually come from and how they get there. So how difficult was it for you? And I assume, assume it'll be easier in your second term because you'll be reappointing a lot of the same people. But how difficult was it for you in your first term to get those registrar appointments all done by September 30th?
1: Well, that's one thing. Somebody was smart. So you get inaugurated in January and you had till, like you said, September 30th to get them appointed. So you did have a little time. I don't, nobody gives you a book on how to do it. I can tell you the way I did it. It might be different from the way the auditor does it or the governor does it. We we reappointed probably eighty the eighty five percent. If if we didn't have any complaints from them and uh, local people, we just sort of automatically reappointed. So then you got, but you you're most uh, not yeah, probably most of them are or retired people and so you get some turnover there and so you had you know out of 66 maybe 10 that didn't want to be reappointed or something wanted to retire and so um like i said i don't know how other people did it the way we did it was we would reach out to uh either the local senator or local representative maybe the probate judge if we had a relationship there and find out who we wanted uh yeah, I know there's some thinking that it's like some supporter of yours. I don't know that any of the 66 appointments were people I knew or whoever financially contributed to my campaign. It was really always to me, anyway, about finding somebody because you got the jobs changed over the last two decades. It requires a certain amount of computer skills. You have to be able to understand a map and read a map and some of those things. And so. Um, you know, we just tried to find somebody that was respected in the local community and uh, appoint them. I, I won't say that every one of my appointments went well. So I did mess a few up. Uh, um, that uh, on somebody's recommendation, but yeah, it certainly was not. It's not to me. It was never anything about warden friend of mine, I, I didn't know. I don't think I knew any of the '66 before I appointed
0: them. The registrar job is not a, it's not a big cushy government job with a huge salary and benefits, and that's why I think people misunderstand. Is they say, oh, well, they're they're just going to appoint whoever helped their campaign, or they're just going to make sure their friends or family get a job as a registrar. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Registrar pays eighty dollars a day from the state with no benefits. And there's some counties. Madison County supplements a little bit. I think they do an extra $50 a day. But i tell you what, if you're living in Huntsville and you're making $130 a day, that's not a whole lot of money. There are not people standing in lines for these. You're not handing these out as like political favors to your supporters. That's just just not the way that it works. So I know you're not even re-sworn in yet for your second term. So this is a way-too-soon question, and it will be my final question to you as well because we're running out of time. But what are your future political plans?
1: Oh gosh, I, I just want to be the best ad commissioner Alabama's ever had. I I don't have any. I'm I I, tell, I was on the podium with the governor and uh, and Auburn president Chris Roberts uh, the other day. We were uh, uh, doing a groundbreaking on a new lab of ours, and I told him, I said, the three of us have the three best jobs, and I got the best one of the three of us. And so uh, I don't know. There's anything else I'd want to do that that would uh be as satisfied and so i hadn't even given that any consideration you know like i said right now i'm in good health and family's doing well but uh but yeah we'll think about that in a couple years
0: all right you heard it here first folks he's in good health he loves his job he's going to take a term off come back and serve another two as ag commissioner and try to (laughs) beat out
1: (laughs) try to beat out aw todd for the
0: (laughs) oldest ag commissioner ever elected Rick, thank you so much for coming on. I, I know our listeners enjoyed learning more about the, uh, the ag and industries job and appreciate the your service the last four years and look forward to seeing you on January 16th and we get sworn in. All
1: right, Andrew. Thanks, calling. Merry Christmas to all your listeners.
0: Yes, Merry Christmas to you. All right, folks, that was ag and Industries industries' uh, Rick Pate, and he was elected first in 2018, served as a mayor of Lounsboro for 12 years before that, When we come back, we're going to hit the Alabama bullet points in our next segment. It'll be a short segment, but I think we can work it in. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. The Yappy Program. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations?
1: She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera.
0: The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today.
1: Guys, not everything is 4D chess. Why can't we just laugh?
0: Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch.
1: We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Fats by Tom McDonald.
0: The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.